Bless the Lord. Those of you that have your Bibles, come on. Share with me in the 10th chapter of the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy, verses 12 through 22. And they read as follows. And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, and to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. And to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I command you today for your good. Indeed, heaven and the highest heavens belong to the Lord your God, also the earth with all that is in it. The Lord delighted only in your fathers to love them, and he chose their descendants after them, you above all people as it is this day. Therefore, circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no more. For the Lord your God is good, of, is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. Therefore, love the stranger, for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. You shall fear the Lord your God, you shall serve him, and to him you shall hold fast and take oaths in his name. He is your praise and he is your God who has done for you these great and awesome things which your eyes have seen your fathers went down to Egypt with 70 persons and now the Lord your God has made you as the stars of heaven in multitude may the God of our Savior and of all the people bless his word I just want to try to talk briefly this morning on when we were strangers. When we were strangers. Our text takes place after a few events, amen, that we are very familiar with. And that is the children of Israel had been released from Egypt, amen. They had carried themselves over the wilderness. They had found the favor of God, they had paid attention, but they had lost, amen, what they saw in their hearts. And so now they're at the foot of the mountain, and Moses goes up to the mountain to hear from God. And Moses goes up, hears from God, and God tells him what we call the Ten Commandments. And he then hews out stone, amen. <coughs> Pardon me. He hews out stone, and right as he's writing the Ten Commandments, and he gives them to Moses. And then he instructs Moses to leave where he is on the top of the mountain, if you will, and go down to the people. For the text says, your people have defiled themselves. You know, sometime when we get to a point, amen, where God doesn't just seem to be with us, amen, we have tendencies to do what we want to do rather than what God wants us to do. 
And so as Moses is descending from the mountain, my brothers and sisters, he sees the people as they have defiled themselves by, by creating this golden image, this calf, if you will. And they were worshiping him and having revelry. They were having all kinds of wonderful time. They were partying, amen, like it was 1999. They were just having a great time, amen. And so Moses was disturbed with the people and so Moses told them, he says, you know what? You don't deserve these laws. And the Bible says that Moses threw the stones down to the people. And he broke the laws, amen, that were written in stone. But it did not end there because the laws had to be placed for the people. And so later on, you find that there was a conversation between God and Moses. And Moses uh, and God had made a pact, if you will. And <clears throat> Moses told God, he said, now, I, I need the laws. I really need the laws. And God says, I need you to have the laws. But this is what I'm going to do. He says, I want you, Moses, seeing as though you tore mine up, you go and cut out the stones. You cut them out this time. And I'll write on them, but you cut them out. And so the Bible says that indeed Moses cut out or hewed out the stones and, and God wrote what we call again the Ten Commandments on the stones. Amen. And now the people are there and they are about to possess the land. They are excited. Those who chose to serve God. There's that word again. Chose. Amen. Those who chose to serve God. Amen. Were determined to do just that. And now comes the word. Here comes the word and God and the God says to Moses, he says, and now Israel, what does the Lord require of you? You see, we are always asking God for something, but rarely do we understand what God requires of us. Hello, somebody. Somebody get that on the way home. Amen. He says, he says, I require of you simply this, that you love the Lord your God and walk in all of his ways to love him and to serve the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul. I require that you love me. If in fact you are those who say you are with me, then I require that you love me, that you keep my commandments. And then he goes on until we get to the point that we want to fashion our, we want to set as our pericope. The pericope is the piece, amen, that really deals with what you're trying to talk about. He says the administration of justice is what he does for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger, giving him food and clothing. When we were strangers, you say, I ain't never, yes you were. You've never been, always been saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. You, you were a stranger in a land. You, 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 amen, go back and look before you received your salvation, you were a stranger. Before, before you came to church willingly, you were, 
you were a stranger before you acknowledged that if it had not been for the Lord who was on your side, you were a stranger. When you got up in the morning, you did not thank God for last night's sleep. You were a stranger. When you, when you sat at your table and didn't thank him for the food and the clothing that was being eaten and the clothing that was on your back, you were a stranger. But in spite of all of that, in spite of being a stranger, God still fed us and clothed us. What is required of us? Once we become no longer strangers, God says to us, then you must love me and keep my commandments. That's, that's what it is. When we were strangers, brothers and sisters, before you made it your business, amen, to get up on Sunday morning and come to the house, and worship the Lord, and read your Bible, amen, and understand and come to Bible study before you got to the point where if you miss church, amen, you were missing something before you got to the point, amen, where you understood that I must give to the Lord according to how the Lord has blessed me. We were strangers. Look how the Lord puts it. Therefore, love the stranger. For you were strangers in the land of Egypt. When you were not a part of what was going on at the time, you were, I was, we were strangers. You know how strangers act, right? If some persons were to come in here that we have never seen before, amen. If some persons were to come in here that we had no relationship with, amen, we would look at them funny, but in the same manner, we would expect them to abide by whatever it is that's going on up in here. If I was Baptist right there, I'd say, am I right about it? We would expect them, yes we would, to sing when we sing and stand when we stand and sit when we sit and move when we move. Isn't it amazing how we would put expectations on strangers that we've never put on ourselves? We come to the house of the Lord. We've been singing all our young people have been singing all day long about praising, about giving God honor, and about God knowing who we are. And here we are sometime up in here, scared to let somebody know, acting like a stranger in the house of the Lord. Scared to throw your hand up and just give him a hand praise, a hand wave. Scared to let somebody know, I once was lost, but now I'm found afraid to let somebody know that I have some emotions about my circumstances and my situation the Bible says he took care of the fatherless and the widow he took care of those who were down and out and in spite of that he still loved us <coughs> when we were strangers when we were strangers God fed us from above when we were strangers he became our praise when we were strangers, we would thank somebody for something. You know what? The children of Israel, when they were out in the valley trying to figure out how they were going to eat, and God promised them that he would provide for them. Now, let me just give you a bit of that story. <clears throat> when they were on the side of Egypt by the Red Sea, they were led by Moses. 
Y'all need to read your Bible carefully. When they were on the side of, the, of Egypt by the Red Sea, they were led by Moses. But when they crossed over the Red Sea, the Bible says God led them. So we need to have a clear understanding that when they crossed over the Red Sea, they became the children of God, no longer strangers, because they loved the Lord and they did exactly what he asked them to do. <coughs> now here we are. Some of us on the right side of the Red Sea, some of us on the left side of the Red Sea. If you're on the other side of the Red Sea, then you ought to know that God is still your refuge and strength. You ought to know that God is still your very present help in your time of trouble. You ought to acknowledge that God is still the bread when you're hungry, the water when you're thirsty, the shelter when you're shelterless. He is your doctor in a sick room. He is your lawyer in a courtroom. He is everything that you need. We have to understand, my brothers and sisters, when we were strangers, God still made a way for us. When we were strangers, God still had enough faith in us to say, hold on, I believe everything is going to be all right. When I bring them up out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, then I will be their God. There's one thing to say, God. There's one thing to say, hallelujah. And another thing to live, hallelujah. See, 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 folk will shout hallelujah. The Bible calls that lip service. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. But then there's some folk that will live hallelujah. That means when they think of the goodness of Jesus and everything that he, that he has done for them, their soul begins to cry out. Hallelujah. That means they're shouting from within. You don't need a preacher to tell you when to shout because when you look back over your life and conclude that the Lord has been better to you than you've been to yourself, you don't need to run across the room and give eight, nine, ten, or 400 people a high five because all you need to do is understand if I just lift my praise unto the Lord, the Lord is going to make a way out of no way for me. He will receive my praise. I'm no longer a stranger and therefore he knows my name. He understands that if it had not been for his love for me, I would still be out on the other side. But thanks be to God, he is my strength. He is my refuge. He is my all and my all. When I was a stranger, he picked me up, dusted me off, turned me around, set me on a brand new goal. When I was a stranger, he loved me and rocked me in his bosom when I was down. And now he is my God. <coughs> Hallelujah. When we were strangers, when we were strangers, the, the verse says he is our praise. He is your God who has done these marvelous things 
for you and for me. I guess I better ask, hasn't the Lord done something good for you? Has the Lord done anything that you can praise him for? Has the Lord made a way for you? Has the Lord healed you? Has the Lord protected you? Did he make a way out of no way for you? Did he feed you when you were hungry? Did he clothe you when you were naked? Did he put some shoes on your naked feet? Here we are up in here and I know gas prices are high and the Supreme Court acting stupid. But I've just come by to tell you I still trust in the mighty name of Jesus. Where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is my Lord. That he is King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no other God before him. Is there anybody up in here that understand I am no longer a stranger, but I am his child? Say yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your fathers went down to Egypt with 70, I like this part, 70 persons. There weren't but 70 of them. But when they left Egypt, there were over a million. Read your Bible. <sighs> Hallelujah. He says, now I've made you more than the sands and the stars in the sky. I made you. you I've allowed you to become when you didn't have much, in other words. When you didn't have much, I took care of you. Now look what you have. You got your own house. You don't have to rent no more. Amen. You got your own car. Hello, you ain't got to take the bus no more. Hello, you got your own. Amen. Amen. You got your own car. You can run down the Nordstrom's or needless markup whenever you get ready to. Hello, somebody. You can do what you want to do. You got the black card, the green card, the red card, the purple card. You got every kind of color card you can have, anything, anything they make. And look what God is saying. When you didn't have anything, you were mine then. I took care of you. When you were a stranger, I took care of you. And now here you are up in here with everything. What are you going to do to respond to your everything? I declare, can somebody just say thank you, Lord? Can somebody just say thank you? Because when I was a stranger, you took care of me. When I was down and out, you took care of me. When I didn't know any better, you took care of me. When I couldn't think for myself, you took care of me. Can anybody bless the Lord up in here? Somebody put it this way. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Praise him this place. Praise him in this place. When you were a stranger, he took care of you. Now he's blessed you. He has blessed us beyond measure. Look at us. We can stand in front of a closet. I watch somebody, I ain't gonna tell you who it is. Sometime trying to figure out do these shoes go with this outfit? I think I'm aware these shoes. Huh? And then I stood around once and I said, 
I'm going to watch. They said, I'm going to put these shoes on. But I'm going to carry these shoes with me. Because after a while, these shoes are going to hurt my feet. And now I'm going to put on something else. I declare, don't you remember when you didn't have but one pair of shoes? Don't you remember when it was only what we called Sunday shoes? But now, hallelujah, God has blessed when we were strangers. I was talking to some women. Let me talk to a brother. Brother C. Strunk, I was talking to some women once. And I was saying, how come you always late to church? And I said, why don't you do like I do? Saturday night, put your clothes out that you're going to wear on Sunday. This was the response I got, Brother Holloway. Because when you get up on Sunday, what you put out on Saturday may not look the way you want it to look on Sunday. So what you're trying to tell me is how I looked on Saturday. I don't look the same on Sunday, but I've just come by to remind you that when we were strangers, we didn't have those choices, but the Lord still made a way out of no way for us. I wish somebody would say yes, yes. I'm thankful that the Lord is still in the blessing business. There was a time, I'm done. There was a time when you could always tell when a sister was having a bad hair day. They would come to church with a hat on. Now, when they have a bad hair day, they just don't come. When we were strangers, we served the Lord greater than when we do as his children. Help me understand that. Help me. When we were strangers, the Bible said he fed us and he clothed us and he still made a way for us and made us greater than the stars in the sky and here we are now trying to make a determination i'm better than that situation i'm better than this situation i'm not going to let this happen but i've just come by to tell you when we were strangers he blessed us and so now Jesus flipped the script on us. He said, you are no longer a stranger, but you are now my friend. How many of us can call upon our friend Jesus? When trouble comes, he's always there. Somebody said, even if I take the wings of the morning and go to the uttermost parts of the sea, thou art there. If I take everything I have 
and go into hell. Thou art there, my brothers and sisters. When we were strangers, God fixed our situation. How much greater do you think he's prepared to do for those who serve him and love him? What is required of us but to live right, love God, believe in justice, and hold on to the statutes and commandments of God. Is there anybody here that says I'm going to hold on to God's unchanging hand? I'm going to hold on to no matter what comes my way. I'm going to hold on even though trouble is on every hand. I'm going to hold on though my sickness increases in my body. I'm going to hold on. 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 When we were strangers, he healed us. I'm still going to hold on.